Bill Zito makes another signing. We and we have some clarity on the injury of Grigori Denisenko, and we're going to make our Stanley Cup final picks with Jacob White and the PantherParkway.com. All on today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. They'll be covering all the postseason activities around the National Hockey League. So, Cats fans, uh, for it's funny because it's crazy how you talk about things on one show and certain things happen after when talking about it. And what I'm talking about is when David's work came on the show the other day, we spoke about how Bill Zito's got to work some of his magic, find some of those diamonds in the rough, find some of those players on the cheap when the Florida Panthers are in a bit of a cap crunch, let's be real. And yet Bill Zito does it again. And he makes another signing yesterday. The Florida Panthers had announced that they had agreed to terms on entry level deal with left winger Anton Lifchi, uh, who played for league in Liga um, out in Finland and here to discuss that signing between Anton Livchi and the Florida Panthers is Jacob Winans from PantherParkway.com. Jacob, how are you doing, buddy? Pretty good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Uh, it's 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 a it's a morning recording of Winans Wednesday here, and uh, it's Game One of the Stanley Cup Final, and Bill Zito is making moves. So, uh, David Dwork talked about. Uh, Zito's batting average when it comes to signings and trades and all that. Uh, I mean, it's only a one-year entry-level deal, but the fact that Zito is finding a way to do this on once again on the cheap with signing Anton Livchi after the season that he's had in Liga over a point per game in the regular season and then uh, 10 points in 12 uh, postseason games for Livchi, uh, just an incredible signing for the Panthers. I mean, let's temper our expectations a little bit. We we can't expect him to be like the, the savior of this franchise, but still guy went undrafted, had a great season in, in Liga. And the fact, and it's also the fact that the Florida Panthers in these last few years, they've marketed themselves real well. And along with the winning that multiple players, even when it comes to, undrafted undrafted free agents they're choosing florida yeah for sure um he's 100 a guy who had a ton of suitors um guaranteed that he had a bunch of offers on the table 
And yeah, if you kind of look at his career arc, he's, he's a guy who was a late bloomer, uh, went undrafted, but took the, the slow route to becoming a really good professional player over there in Finland. And that is not an easy league. Um, but the Panthers have kind of become uh, the best in the league at tapping Finland for, for talent. And keep in mind, he, he played for the team that Barkov grew up playing for, the team that Barkov now co-owns. And, and he was a former teammate of Barkov at the junior level. So, um, but like you said, players choosing Florida, Barkov is a guy who's attracting that kind of talent here. Um, but yeah, the, if you look at the accolades for him, he, he was a leading scorer in Finland, uh, tied for the goal-scoring lead, second in assists. Uh, he was the MVP of the entire league. And, and he was the, the best player on the team that won the Finnish championship yes, uh, last year. So he's, he's a guy who's proven it on the international level. He's also played some games for Team Finland. So um, it doesn't feel like a Henrik Hoppala situation from a few years ago where we're just taking a chance on a guy and, and don't know what's going to come out of it. This is a guy who's proven on the international level. So um, it's not saying he's going to come in and be a top-line guy like Dadnov was coming over from Russia, but... He's going to be, I feel like he's going to be a contributor and he's, he's probably not going to be at the AHL level. I, I would think that he would get a shot um, on the NHL team. Yeah, definitely a camp invite and definitely a chance with the fact that there, there's going to have to be, when, when we talk about veteran players who are eventually going to be UDA, um, UDA, um, UFAs for the Panthers that probably Florida is going to be unable to resign that might want a bigger payday. We're talking about players like Nolachari, who's also 30 years old. We're also talking about Max and Mammon uh, for the Panthers as well. We're still unsure about the status of Mason Marchment, of what he's going to look like in the open market, especially since he missed the entirety of the second round. Um, Joe Thornton's likely out the window for as well for the Panthers. So this is going to be this is going to be something that the Panthers there it's, it's beneficial for them fitting everything under the cap as well. And, you know, it's a, it's a good opportunity to a good, for a good ROI return on investment for Bill Zito. Yeah, definitely. Like you said, um, when you get to these kind of situations where you're trying to stay competitive, but you have to do it within the cap, finding these, these diamonds in the rough, the, the guys who you don't have to pay a lot, but, they haven't really established themselves in the league yet and you, you're going based on potential it's a little bit it, there's there's very little risk when you do that because you're, you're paying them such a low salary it's the entry-level deal and and you can afford to see if it pans out and like you said we're going to have a lot of uh depth roles to fill on in the lineup there's going to be opportunities in the bottom six and i feel like he's a guy who can step in and, and fill one of those spots mm. and the one-year entry-level deal for uh Livchi, uh, according to Cap Friendly, um, is eight hundred is eight hundred forty two thousand five hundred dollars, and it's a uh, because he's a late bloomer. Um, based on his uh, contract, he'll be a UFA next season. He won't have RFA right. status for um, for the Panthers once he's there. So it's a good opportunity for him to showcase himself um, and and the Panthers to create something of course we understand that the that the game over there overseas in europe is not the same as the one over here but it's a it's an opportunity to get like you said someone with potential i mean again let let's read let's we you you mentioned that he was the leading goal scorer 
in Finland. You mentioned that he was second in assists um, over there. So to give you an idea, to give everyone listening an idea, 26 goals, uh, 35 assists, 61 points in 55 games. Plus minus, not the end all be all, but plus 23. Does uh, get a little bit of penalty trouble here and there, according to Cat Friendly. 46 uh, penalty infraction minutes in 55 games. So here and there, he'll, you'll see him commit a penalty, but also... It's not for it's also not for a lack of effort as well. Just maybe a little bit of positional issues as well. And that and those are things as well that could be cleaned up by this coaching staff once he comes over here. I agree. Um, I'm not too alarmed by the penalty minutes. If anything, I want to I, I like that. I, I want a guy who's who's playing with a physical edge to his game. But also over over in, in Europe where the they play on the larger rink. Um, a lot of times you see an increase in penalty minutes with some guys because you have to cover much more space and to do so you have to use your stick. So a lot of times you'll see a lot of those stick infractions um, over there in, in Europe. And that kind of gets cleaned up when you come to, to the North American ice. So I definitely expect an adjustment period um, transitioning to the smaller ice of the, of the NHL as opposed to the European uh, style. But if you watch his highlights and you, you watch some of his, some of his, his game, from this past season, um, the, the offense is definitely there. Um, I'm not sure where, where, where he's going to come in on the defensive side of things that we'll kind of find out during camp, but the, the offense is absolutely there. Um, he's, he's got a, a pretty deep bag of, of moves that he can go to. He's got the one timer. He's got, um, he's got, got the hands, uh, he can, he can stick handle in tight. So those are the things you like to see. Um, jumping over to, to the North American um, leagues. He can, I feel like he can contribute right away, even if it's in a depth role. Mm. And definitely a player to watch once uh, camp rolls around uh, later, later this year. Uh, so we're, we're going to transition over to the next segment where we're going to talk about an injury to Grigori Denisenko. And we, now we have some clarity on what, what has happened uh, with the former first round pick. But first, we're gonna tell you all about Rock Auto. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why are often pointless or seemingly intimidating, questioning, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, only cho- choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 50? 30, 50, and even 100% more on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even the carpet. Go to rockauto.com here right now and see all the parts for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. We have an important favor to ask you. We put together a survey so we can learn more about the listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everybody that completes the survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards to to take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thanks for your help. Jacob, what would you do with a $100 Ticketmaster gift card? Um, 
That is a good question. That would probably go to, uh, since Panthers games are kind of already covered here and there, I, I'd probably use that on a Dallas Cowboys game. <laughs> They're coming to Jacksonville this year. That's where I'd, that's where I'd be. Okay, fair, fair enough. My answer was uh, My Chemical Romance for uh, F- FLA Live Arena in uh, September because those tickets are uh, – I'd have to chop my, maybe chop an arm off in order to afford those or maybe, maybe a leg yeah. <laughs> to get those. But <laughs> that's what I would use. But, all right, continuing on this uh, second segment of the show uh, where we're going to talk about Grigori Dedesenko. We talk a little bit about, you know, a little bit of a struggle for his career since coming over from Russia. And then an injury real season. We we found we actually found out the clarity of his of his injury uh, the other day. The Charlotte Checkers posted an article from their site about the injury, saying how Grigory Denisenko uh, broke his kneecap from blocking a shot uh, and really ended ended his season there. And and had and Denisenko had surgery. And according to the Apparently he's going to be ready to skate in three weeks and we're in June. So that is a positive sign for Grigory Denisenko to be ready for, for camp. And we mentioned for Anton Livchi, um last segment, this is another guy uh, for, for the Panthers who are, who the, they are going to need uh, in order to help them. Like we talked about in a cap crunch. And of course, for, Denisenko to take that next step. I mean, development is development is always hard to predict with these players. And of course, where where he's drafted comes a little bit of a different type of expectation from when he was drafted in 2018. You know, it's four years now. Last year on his ELC, um, this is the kind of crunch time and that time to make things happen, to see if the Florida Panthers are going to make him part of their future past next year as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when discussing Denisenko, he's still a highly regarded prospect. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I picked him to be the, the breakout player for next year. Um, he's a highly regarded prospect, and, and his draft pedigree shows that. Everything that people uh, say about him in league circles, it's, it's overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly positive. Um, with him, with him though, there's there's been times where the production doesn't match the eye test. Uh, he's on the ice and he's he he flashes as a really good player, but the the numbers don't always show up supporting that. I felt like last season in Charlotte, he was on the way to to having his his production kind of catch up to his game a little bit, and then this injury happened. Um, what stood out to me in that in that article about his kneecap, um, he actually finished that game and scored the game winning goal. Uh, in that game incredible. on a with a broken kneecap, um, which is pretty incredible to think about when he then has surgery and doesn't play the entire rest of the season afterwards. So um, you can't question his effort. Uh, and, and it's good that he's able to skate as early as he is because he should get a full off season in. Um, if he's going to be back to skating in about three weeks, he should get a full off season of training to get ready for, for camp. And I think he's a guy who's going to get his opportunities this year. Uh, I feel like he would have been in the NHL beforehand if not for the Panthers having such a deep roster. So um, I, he's he's going to contribute. He's going to get his chances. But like you said, it's the last year of his ELC. He's four years from his draft year now. He's It's time to turn the corner and, and, and start producing. Um, and we had this issue with Tippett. Uh, he, he developed, his development came along and then 
he, he kind of plateaued once he got there. So we uh, can't, can't waste too many first round picks on guys who, who don't uh, continue their development. And, and if you want to be a, a competitor and you want to compete for the cup every year, look at a team like Tampa Bay, they, they consistently develop their young talent through the AHL and they become NHL contributors. So it's time for the Panthers to get some return on investment on their draft picks as well. Especially when you're trading away first round picks for the future as well. You got right. the ones in house that the Panthers have. It's you, you got to take care of those. And, and also, and you know, we, we don't know what the trade deadline is going to look like next year, neither for, for the Panthers in order to make a splash move. We're, we're not even, it's not even worth going there of what they're going to give up, but it's just trying to see what they could at this moment. Um, of course, things can change from now until then. Um, so it, you gotta, they gotta make sure that they're taking care of the ones in house as well. And Denisenko um, struggled out of the gate too. Um just one point in the first seven games. And then he, he kind of went on a little bit of a, of a tear, a little bit of a tear. Um, not, not necessarily averaging a, a point per game, 17 points in his net, in his neck in the last 23, but there was a little bit of progress towards Denisenko get, um, and getting into the groove of the, of the season uh, only played one game uh, on the NHL level. And that was that COVID game against the Los Angeles Kings. Right um back in December which uh which you look back at that and that was just a, a crazy night and just uh putting these kids in a in a strange position and I remember at the time I was saying when Barkoff was hurt is like don't rush Barkoff back just for the sake of playing a game with all these COVID uh co- people being out for uh COVID and uh with with, with that still Four four points in, on the NHL level in eight games, all assists for Denisenko as well, and and he's a big body forward too. He's gonna need he's gonna be that guy who's gonna, you know, the Florida Panthers had that big body hitting forward last year on their roster named Mason Marchment. This bringing in Gregor Denisenko, if Mason Marchment does get his payday, going somewhere else. Denisenko could be that big body forward needed to make that big hit in transition to, to make something go the other way. I agree. Um, and it's not like his NHL production hasn't been there. Um, if you look at last season, he got a, a real taste of, of NHL action with seven games. Um, it took him a, a few games to get his first point. But if you, re- if you recall, he ended the season on, uh, if I'm not mistaken, a three or four game point streak uh, when he was playing on the Alexander Barkov line to end the year. Um, last season so he's he's shown that he can he can make an impact on the NHL level Uh, it's just about doing it consistently and yeah one of the main things with his game is he plays with a real physical edge Um, he he, his style almost reminds me a little bit of Vincent Trocheck in his in his prime here in in Florida how he's just an irritant he's in everyone's face uh, not afraid to throw a hit even on someone bigger than him he's he's going to take advantage of the guys who are smaller than him he's he has no problem um, playing that physical style. And that's good for a guy who has top six potential, but isn't quite there yet. That means that they can make an impact in the bottom six role, which is where I think he'll start out. So uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do next year. I think, I think next year is the year he's going to have to put it all together. And if he's going to be a part of the Panthers long-term, it's going to have to 
show this year. It's it, it could be the difference between him being a core piece of the team or being a trade deadline chip. Um, he he really controls his own fate in that regard. He's either going to produce and be a, a member of the team going forward, or he's going to become a, a valuable trade deadline piece. And the chances will be there for him. That's for sure. There, the the chances yeah. will be the just like how we spoke about Anton Levchi. The chances will be there for him with all those uh, spots being being open uh, because it's going to be a quiet free agency for the Panthers unless they make like we anticipate those trades um, to possibly resign Claude Giroux as well. But as far as signing free agents from outside, um, it's not going to it's not going to be a splash free agency for the Panthers, just like last season. It's just not going to be that way for them. But. Next segment, we're going to discuss the upcoming Stanley Cup final. We've been speak. I've been talking about these last two episodes of Locked On Panthers, but we I haven't given my prediction just yet on the show. Jacob and I will be giving our predictions in the next segment here on Locked On Panthers. But first, we're going to tell you all about Bet Online, and Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting stats and info. Find all the latest sports development news and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup. Stanley Cup Final, Major League Baseball, and of course, the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today to use a mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Third and final segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. I'm Armando Velez. I got Jacob Winans here on this Winans Wednesday edition of the show. So. Game one of the Stanley Cup final is tonight. Game one in Colorado, uh, 8 p.m. on ABC in, in, in the States. Uh, I, I believe it, I, I could be wrong, but I think it might be on Sportsnet on, in Canada. But don't, don't quote me on that. If any Canadian listeners, listeners want to correct me, feel free to. But uh, Jacob, so Tampa Bay, they uh, – in, in a way, they limped limped through the through the these playoffs with the injuries of Braden Point, and but still they learned how to they not learn they used their ability to slow down the pace, especially against the Panthers, and New York ran out of gas for, and Tampa Tampa was just dictating the pace of play all throughout the last four games. Uh, the last four games, excuse me, of the Eastern Conference Final. Toughest challenge for Toronto, um, um, for Tampa Bay was definitely that Toronto series. And you see that one thing go go right for them, and it just gets them to the point of making the Stanley Cup Final. Sometimes those happen. Sometimes you'll have your first-round struggles, and then that propels you to getting to the Stanley Cup Final. With Colorado, Darcy Kemper is likely playing game one after some of the injuries that he's been through, especially the eye injury and some of the um, dizziness that he's felt in the, in the last few rounds, he's expected to play Uh, with this series, with this series and Colorado having home home ice and only there are two losses. Both have been on home ice. Those are the only, their only losses. They haven't lost a single road game this year, but with, I, I was telling, I was talking about the other day how this Tampa Bay Lightning team kind of feels like the 2014 Miami Heat, where they're kind of running out of gas, and that this Colorado Avalanche team was their 
biggest test yet. Nothing against the Dallas Stars and nothing against the Montreal Canadiens. But this is definitely their biggest test of all the three. So as far as a prediction for the Stanley Cup final, I think I'm going to go with Colorado in six games. They're going to win it on the road in Emily Arena. How about you? Um, yeah, for a lot of the same reasons you mentioned, I, I'm, I'm also going to pick Colorado. Um, I don't think it's going to be done in six. I think they're going to do it in game seven. Um, Tampa is likely getting Braden Point back uh, for game one. That came out yesterday. There's a, uh, a chance. They said there's a chance he'll play game one, but typically when that news comes out, he's, he's most likely going to be in the lineup. Um, so Braden Point coming back is going to give Tampa a big boost. And I think Colorado pretty much runs away with this series if Kadri is in and um, Sam Girard is playing, but they do have some really key injuries that are going to keep this a little bit more level. But yeah, they, their record is ridiculous so far in the playoffs. They're, they've they've won 12 games. They've only lost two. Um, they have two sweeps under their belt. It's um, they've they made the entire Western Conference look like like a practice leading up to this. So um, I, I really don't think I don't think Tampa has enough left in the tank to to hang with them. I think they're slow down. Uh, they're slow down the pace style. It's just not going to work against Colorado. That Colorado dictates the pace, and I think. Uh, once they get once they get the speed game going, Tampa does, it just just not capable of keeping up with that. So, um, and and now I do also think the book is out on Vasilevsky. Um, people now know where to target him. They, New York has kind of exposed his biggest weakness, and Kel McCarr, Nathan McKinnon, those are guys who can really exploit that, especially on their power play. So I'm I'm going with Colorado in seven. Tampa's too too good as a veteran team to go down. Um, earlier than that, but but Colorado's going to outlast them and win this in seven games. Also, think about with um, not it, this isn't just Tampa specific. This is just Eastern Conference specific, and this is not this is nothing to take away from what Colorado has done. But even prior to the playoffs beginning, we were talking about how the East is going to be a gauntlet, and so, whoever gets out of there is going to be that team that could be limping out of the Eastern conference right. because everyone finished with over a hundred points uh, with it. And we, we spoke of, you said it two sweeps for the, the avalanche, uh, even though uh, UC Soros didn't really play in, in the first round for Nashville. And there was the switching of the goalies with Billy Husso and Jordan Bennington. And then of course that situation with Kadri and then uh, just this Colorado team stacked and they've been knocking on the door for years. And they've been there. Th that is a team that's just ready to knock the door over. And some while Eastern conference, everybody is just beating up on each other. I mean, New York, they, they were playing a game every other day for over a month with limited rest. Uh, Ryan Strom was, was banged up uh, towards the end of, of that run for New York. Uh, Filipino had his fair share of injuries as well towards the end. Um, There's questions on whether they were going to play as well. So everybody was just beating up on each other. And that's what happens with a lot of extended series too. Of course, Tampa Bay got their sweep of the Panthers. Um, and they got that little bit of rest, but also with that little bit of rest for 
Tampa with Tampa, it took them a little bit. It was, they came out slow out of the gate in the Eastern Conference Final. And we got to wonder if that's going to happen the same way with Colorado because, like, when was the last time they played? Like, 10 days ago? It, at least it feels that way for Colorado. It, it feels like a long time. Yeah, uh, I think that's something to watch for tonight. I really do think Tampa actually wins game one of this series. Um, Colorado's had a really long layoff. Uh, Darcy Kemper hasn't seen game action in, in quite a while, and he's expected to start. Um, and then also, none of the teams that Colorado played in the Western Conference are are anywhere near the level of Tampa. So I think they're going to be a, a little bit um, surprised and outmatched in, in game one. Um, they're they're going to take some time to get their legs back under them. So I think Tampa's actually going to steal game one. But that's that's really all it's going to take is for Colorado to elevate their game. And, and I really think they run away with it from there. Looking again at the schedule for Colorado, they their last game when they completed the sweep of the Edmonton Oilers was on June 6th. So we're talking nine days, um, nine yeah. days since their last game. Hey, you're getting some of the bodies uh, refreshed. And like you said, there's a possibility that Nazem Kadri comes comes back. I, I don't know if Sam Gerrard is going to play. I think he's legitimately like out, out for the rest of the yeah for the rest of the playoffs, but uh, Nazem Kadri, there is a small chance that he does come back. And looking at some of the formatting of the, of the schedule, there's a two day gap in between games one and two. Um, no travel. And some of the travel dates, um, there's actually a one day gap in between the travel um, for the rest of the way, actually. Also the, also the NHL is not trying not to, uh, compete with the NBA they always when it comes to the final round for both leagues they always make sure that those are on separate days which I applaud the NHL and the NBA for doing so so you'll have right. your NBA fans coming out to hockey uh, and watching the Stanley Cup final and vice versa uh, as well so uh, only one two gate two day gap in between games and that's between games one and two every other every other day in the Stanley Cup final it's a one day gap which that's gonna be hard on the travel but hey because it's the cup, right? Yeah, definitely. That's that's a long way to go on on one day of travel, especially with the time the time zone change. And then keep in mind, uh, Colorado they play they play uh, way up in in a pretty high altitude. So we'll see how yep. Tampa adjusts to that as well. That's that's something to keep in mind. You got to keep your shifts really short when you go to that environment. Yeah, and. Um... Speaking of that, uh, Tampa Bay had an extended practice at Ball Arena um, after media day to actually get used to the, the 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 altitude there because it's harder to breathe there. When you shoot pucks, they sh- they shoot further than they're supposed to. It's it's like it's like it's also swinging a golf club as well in the in the Rockies and kicking a field goal for um, in football. Uh, things just travel further, so your shot when you're shooting it might travel in, in a place that. Uh, uh, for when it comes to the physics and shooting uh, in Colorado, it, that might be different as well. So those are right. things to uh, figure out. So you, you might, you might have try to dump the puck out of the zone and it might turn out to be an icing uh, instead when you're not trying to ice the puck as well. So that's something that for something Colorado is used to, but definitely for Tampa, they got to definitely um, they, that's something that they're going to have to keep in mind when playing in that high altitude, because uh it, it it it's hard it's harder to play there i mean i've never been there but i know that it's harder to breathe that's for sure when you're up there 
Yeah, definitely. Players talk about it all the time, uh, not even just in uh, in hockey, but also, like you said, the Denver Broncos, um, even the the Nuggets. They they have some uh, obviously a, a lot of games at, at that altitude, and and it's a real factor. Anytime a visiting team is on the road there, it's it's always talked about, and it always takes some extra preparation. So uh, we'll see how Tampa adjusts to that because coming from Florida, they're playing at sea level. Uh, doesn't get any lower than than Tampa Bay. It's it's right there. So. Um, We'll see how that affects them in game one. And maybe that's the the bridge, how they bridge the gap between uh, Colorado having some rust in, in their in their layoff and then Tampa adjusting to the altitude. Mm. And don't forget baseballs uh, for the Colorado Rockies. Those and the Rockies, balls, too. Those, correct. those balls travel far. So it's, it's yeah. fun. It's fun to watch, though. I'll say that it's fun to watch uh, when, whenever you do when, whenever you do watch games out there. But Jacob. Uh, I want to thank you once again for joining in on this Winans Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you online. Yep, you can find my work at pantherparkway.com and you can follow me on Twitter at JacobWinans8. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for joining and uh, I will see you next Wednesday. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast. You'll be notified every single time. The Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. They'll be covering all the postseason activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure you listen to today's episode of Locked On NHL. Lockdown NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. I'm Armando Velez with Jacob Winans. And you've been listening to Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're your team every day.